local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5 for January the 2nd, 2024. I'm your host, Patrick Reynolds. Welcome and thank you for joining us this afternoon. You're listening to WSIC News Talk Radio, 105.9 FM around Lake Norman, 100.7 FM and 1400 AM in Iredell County, anywhere in the world. The World Wide Web, WSICnews.com, and all of the WSIC socials have the video feed. Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, or still known as Twitter, and LinkedIn and YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. You just heard Know the Scene with Justin Dion keeping us up to date on everything down at Cornelius with the Kane Center for the Arts. Right now, the News Drive at 5, a brand new show here on WSIC News. The first thing we'd like to talk about is this new broadcast that you're hearing, where this show came from, who I am, and I think the most important thing, where this show will be going and where it will be taking you. Many of you are probably tuning in right now expecting Brian Summers with On the Record, who's been in the 5 p.m. time slot for quite a while, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Well, we've had a lot of changes here at the end of 2023 here at WSIC. We're going to bring you up to speed on where Brian is. He's doing quite well, but a lot of new voices and some shifting here at the station. We'll let you know what's going on with a little bit of a roadmap. The great path Pat Shannon, who hosted the Home Ad Show here on WSIC for so many years and in broadcasting for over six decades, yes, six decades, has given himself a break and a present and has retired. Uh, God bless him, and we wish him well. He is a staple here in the community, here and here on the airwaves at WSIC. He is enjoying retirement. Hopefully he had a good tea time this morning, but shortly before Christmas, uh, he called it a day here at WSIC and is now retired and enjoying uh, life and all retirement has to offer him. Now, in that 9 a.m. time slot, Home Ad Show is still alive and well. Well and healthy. That is where you will find Brian Summers right now, who hosted uh, On the Record here at 5 p.m. for quite a while. Now you can hear Brian every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. on the Home Ad Show. Doing a great job. His debut show was this morning. He's slid into this chair and hosted well. Going to be a big part of this community. He already is, and it's just going to keep on building. So if you're looking for Brian, 9 a.m. each weekday here at WSI. See Now, who am I? There's a search from the audience. I'm sure we'll be saying, boy, it is great that Patrick Reynolds is hosting the News Drive at 5. And there's certainly a section of you that's saying, who in the world is Patrick Reynolds? Let me take a few moments to introduce myself, give you a little bit of a history. I am a Connecticut native. Yes, I'm not a Yankee. I'm a northerner. There's a difference. I moved from the north to the south, not because I wanted to change anything, but because I loved the south that much. But I've been here about 22 years. I'm one of the folks that come out of New England with NASCAR dreams. If you want to act, you move to Los Angeles. If you want to sing country music, you move to Nashville. Well, if you want to get involved with NASCAR and professional stock car racing, you come to Charlotte, North Carolina. I packed up my stuff in a U-Haul in a pickup truck, moved down here in the early 2000s, uh, had a hobby as an auto racer up in New England. Short tracks, Saturday night, Friday night stuff, dirt tracks, paved tracks, all that good stuff. Had a, a good 
I guess, background in motorsports as far as a volunteer status, worked on a lot of cars, drove myself as well, and the, and the grassroots level, made it into the professional ranks of NASCAR through networking and handing out a resume. You remember those days when we actually had paper resumes? Went around, knocked door to door, built a career in NASCAR as well, worked for many teams, was a mechanic, was a fabricator, was a tire changer, a tire specialist for a lot of years, uh, worked, on, worked in the shop. Enjoyed a good career. Won some races, had some a lot of more losses than you do wins, is typical in auto racing. Uh, but the 2008 recession kind of reset my world as it did in so many as well of our audience and our listeners. As you know, uh, the world of auto racing thrives on sponsorship and corporate dollars, the 2008 year directed so many of those dollars away from the NASCAR community in general sponsorship and advertising. Not many people know this, but the NASCAR garage probably operates on half capacity or half uh, headcount than it did in 2008 when I was directly involved in it. I wound up being unemployed for a while out of the... uh, out of the NASCAR ranks, in I was just networking, looking for a job. And in about 2010, I stumbled across someone at a networking convention or a networking uh, event, I would call it. And by luck of the draw or maybe divine intervention from the universe or the good Lord above, they were starting an auto racing talk show. And here I was, an out-of-work NASCAR crewman. Where was that show? Right here where I'm sitting right now, 14 years ago, I stepped into WSIC Studios as a radio rookie and co-hosted an auto racing talk show for quite a while. That led to my own radio show where I headlined that in a podcast. And we, ha- yeah, the word podcast, I got to talk about this. The producer that, that picked me up and gave me my own radio broadcast told me we've got this very new cool thing called internet radio. Well, at the time, at 2010, that was a novel idea. Well, now we term use the term podcast all the time. That hadn't been coined yet, and that is where uh, I spent a lot of my time with radio broadcasts covering the auto racing world on Monday morning. That led me to uh, back here to WSIC, some sales opportunities, some broadcasting opportunities, and a connection and a relationship with Cornelius in Old Town Cornelius. Uh, you may know two big. Uh, names that are well-known in the Cornelius and Lake Norman community, Justin Taylor and Case Warner Monday, part of Old Town Cornelius. I became the voice of many things around Lake Norman as far as an MC role from here at the radio station. You may know my voice from the Taba Walks uh, behind the Kane Center, the Second Friday Street Festivals. I recently emceed Light Up Cornelius at the uh, Kane Center for the Arts. Been on the stage at Brookdale Village, Lake Toberfest, The Amp in Ballantyne, Langtree Live for several years in Mooresville. Been an MC, a host, event uh, live producer for uh, several years now. That led me, just you keep networking as well, and with Waves Entertainment, which is where I spent a lot of my time as they produced many of these shows. Well, Waves Entertainment is seasonal. Those of you out there that know Waves understand that we're an outdoor music and concert company. Wintertime, I had a little time. And with the retirement of Pat Shannon and the dominoes falling with Brian Summers, here we are. 
the News Drive at 5. We're going to give you local news from North Carolina, from North Charlotte to Iredell County to the west side of Lake Norman and the greater Lake Norman area. A feature we're going to begin each week will be the top five at five. As we're nearing the quarter after part of the hour, we're a little bit late with that introduction, but that's going to be a feature each week with the top five at five is our five headlines that we're following for you today to keep you informed on your ride home. Number one, will Donald Trump's name be removed from the North Carolina ballot? A tragic plane crash happened at a Lake Norman Air Park. Three individuals were arrested after a narcotics bust in Statesville. The Iredell Commission plans to borrow $40 million to help pay for a new Iredell School System High School. And the Kane Center for the Arts in Cornelius is celebrating its very first anniversary in grand style. 704-873-1400, 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464. Those are your numbers. We'd like to have you join the show. Please, we'll cover these headlines and talk to you. We'll be right back. Keeping you informed so you're not the moron at the water cooler. I arrive at the office informed. 1059 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 for January 2nd, 2024. I am Patrick Reynolds. Thank you for joining your time today. I know you're cruising up I-77. Hopefully the traffic's not too bad, but thank you for joining us and staying informed here at WSIC. Please join the show. 704-873-1400 is the traditional number for our Statesville studio. That's 704-873-1400 or... 844-STUDIO-4, that's 844-788-3464. Any one of those will get you on the air with us. And we start our headlines with former President Donald Trump. Will his name be removed from the North Carolina ballot? Uh, President Trump's name has pretty much been in the news constantly, but very recently, uh, he's been challenged again uh, here, right here in North Carolina, whether his name will be on the ballot uh, or not for the presidential primaries. The challenge argues that Trump is ineligible to be on the presidential ballot because of the insurrection against the government, referring to the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. Donald Trump held the office of president, took an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, and later engaged in an insurrection against the Constitution's provisions governing the transfer of power to a duly elected official. Quote, end quote, says the complaint filed by Brian Martin of Stokes County here in North Carolina. This topic has been uh, one of conversation since it happened as to exactly what happened, when it happened, who was responsible, who to blame for it as well. Uh, Martin has appealed to, uh, excuse me, appealed to Wake County Superior Court uh, just last Friday, asking him to order the uh, board to hear his challenge to remove Trump's name from the ballot. Also asked the court to expedite a decision so the matter could be resolved before the primary on March the 5th. Now, other states have been trying to remove Trump from the ballot. That has been in the headlines recently as well. Colorado was the first state to remove Trump from the Republican primary ballot with a Supreme Court ruling last month. Here it is. Section 3 
of the 14th Amendment is what they're quoting. That prevents Trump from holding office due to his participation in an insurrection. These are the charges against him, and that's what people are leaning on to have his name removed from the ballot. Uh, It was the first time that a court used that section of the Constitution. Now, this is the same one cited by Martin right here in North Carolina, but that is the first time that a court used that section of the Constitution to remove a presidential candidate of the ballot. Then recently in Maine, headlines out of there, December 28th, Maine's Secretary of the State blocked Trump from appearing on the ballot as well. Also citing, same quote, same role, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment for that January 6th insurrection. Now, none of these decisions are final. None of these states, uh, especially here in North Carolina, uh, both will be decided, all of them likely be decided by the U.S. Supreme Court early this year. As they say, as the primaries continue to roll on for these states, those supporting Trump obviously want to secure and shore up his name on the ballot, and those against him want his name removed from the ballot as quick as possible. These are the headlines that we will continue to follow here for the News Drive at 5, as these will develop in the weeks ahead. Now, Republicans are obviously on the side of Donald Trump. North Carolina's Republican lawmakers at the state and federal level have expressed interest in legislation that would block any efforts to remove Trump from the ballot. North Carolina House Speaker Tim Moore suggested the state may consider similar legislation. Looks like we got a phone call ringing right here which they're gone already. But thank you for joining the show. I'll give those numbers one more time. 704-873-1400, 844-STUDIO-4, or 844-788-3464 if you'd like to hop in and discuss. Uh, Almost had the first one there for the News Drive at 5, so that slot is still open, the poll position for the News Drive at 5 caller. Please feel free to join us. As, we, as I was saying earlier, North, Car- North Carolina House Speaker Tim Moore suggested the state may consider consider a similar legislation to help uh, keep Donald Trump's name on the presidential ballot. Quote, I think we need to take a stand and give the voters a right to make the choice. If they don't like President Trump, then they don't have to vote for him. Simple as that. But they should have the right to vote for him. Once again, North Carolina House Speaker Tim Moore uh, laying out his support for President Trump and his name on the ballot. Well, we we see other states as well as right here in North Carolina. It could be a battle right to the end to see whether he is on the ballot at all. Jumping to an air crash, air tragedy, uh, happened recently on the shores of Lake Norman just this past Sunday. Uh, a Mooresville man was fatally injured on Sunday afternoon. A small plane he was piloting crashed while attempting to land at the Lake Norman Airport. This is an air park off of Perth Road on the uh, west side of the lake. Excuse me, north side of the lake. North Carolina State Highway Patrol I, uh, was on hand and doing an investigation. First Responders were uh, heard reports about quarter after 12 on Sunday afternoon near Adrian Lane in Troutman. Response from the Troutman Fire Rescue, Mooresville Fire Rescue, and Shepherd's Fire Rescue, along with Iredell County EMS and Iredell County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina State Highway Patrol, all executed as a team and were on top and responded uh, to multiple reports. Now, our first responder confirmed that the small plane hit several trees and crashed on the site of an abandoned home 
at the air park. The pilot was trapped in the, pr- in the plane. Crews used hydraulic tools and cutters to extricate, extricate him. He was transported to Lake Norman Regional Medical Center by Aradale County EMS. The pilot succumbed to the injuries at the hospital. The FAA will conduct an investigation to determine the cause of death. Now, the plane was a 2010 Piper Malibu Mirage. Single-engine plane. Looks like it took off at 11.52 a.m. on Sunday from the Lake Norman Air Park. He made a small loop to the northwest of the airport over Lake Norman and then crashed upon his return to the runway at approximately quarter after 12 Sunday afternoon. We've got a reports of 12.13 and 12.16, so we're going to call it quarter after, uh, roughly that. According to the flight records, we've got two different reports of that. The plane struck several trees on the way down, like we said, shearing off the wings before it crashed. Fortunately, the home was abandoned and no one was in it uh, on Adrian Lane. The uh, the lake and the community are right along a runway. If you're familiar with the air park, these are homes with air hangers right as part of the community. So this was an air park uh, where the residents have homes and airplanes. They're just part of the community. Pretty much anyone with a lake dweller understands the boats and the docks. Well, this is a theory of uh, uh, simply an air, uh, air small aircraft with their residences, with their plane, with their uh Air Park is simply a, a pilot's community. Uh, FAA is investigating. This is another story as the details come out. We did ask some neighbors on hand at the air park if they would like to come on air with us here at WSIC and talk about uh, the pilot, the incident, what they knew, share anything about living in the community. They declined as well, which we understand will honor their privacy and their rights here. But we did ask to try to get somebody on here, here at the News Drive at 5. We understand Fox News, the local Fox News television affiliate, was on site at the community yesterday, which was New Year's Day. The residents also declined to talk to Fox News as well, which we understand that. Uh, Hopping on a microphone and talking about a tragedy of one of your neighbor's friends right after the holidays here was sure can be uh, traumatic and very stressful. And people declining to come on camera, on microphone, certainly understood. We here at WSIC did reach out to some folks, though, to see if they wanted to tell their story. Uh, We understand that so close to the holidays when you suffer a loss like that, maybe not the best thing in the world to come on air, talk about uh, your neighbor, a loss, something like that. However, FAA is investigating. As that investigation rolls on, we will keep you updated here on the News Drive at 5. We'll keep you updated on all the local news stories as well as your community news. 704-873-1400 is the lines. 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. Those will all get you on air here at the News Drive at 5. You may be wondering, where do all these numbers come from? Well, during the top of the show, we talked about the recent changes from 2023 to 2024 here at WSIC. In the last year, there have been through a lot of changes here at WSIC Radio with new ownership as well as a new studio that is live and in action in Cornelius on Catawba Avenue, as well as this one right here that I'm speaking to you from, and good old Radio Road in Statesville, North Carolina. 
Both studios alive, active, healthy, and well. But we've got two different numbers, but both of them will be merging to get you on air. So if you've seen the phone numbers on our video feed, on our social media, or just uh, told as you're in your car cruising up I-77, you're on your way home, they will all get you on air if you'd like to discuss the day's activities, the day's news, the day's broadcast. So we've got a whole lot more news coming up for you as well as we follow the headlines of today on the second day of 2024. So we've got a break coming up here shortly. Don't let that deter you. We'd love to talk to you and get you part of the show and be part of the community. So once again, those numbers 704-873-1400. Also, 844-STUDIO-4 and 844-788-3464. That's the numeric for Studio 4. That's a new one that came in on the Cornelius brand new studio down there. But we'd love to talk to you. WSIC has been part of the community, gosh, for over 75 years. It has been a big part. Part of that is talking with you connecting with you, informing you, and most important, listening to you. Yes, it's a radio show we're broadcasting out. We want to listen to you as well. Share your thoughts with us. Give us your opinion. We covered two stories already here at the News Drive at 5. President Trump, will he be on the ballot here at North Carolina and this tragedy at the Lake Norman Air Park as well. If you got anything you'd like to share about the community, the news, we've got more stories coming up for you and we want to talk to you. Give us a call. News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back. with the best talk best talk my radio station WSIC local starts here Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. Brand new show here, January 2nd, 2024, covering the daily headlines with the Greater Lake Norman area, North Charlotte, Statesville, Aradell County, the west side of the leak. Welcome. I am Patrick Reynolds, your host, taking you through your headlines until 6 o'clock Eastern time tonight. Back here at the News Drive at 5, and we talked about the phone numbers, how we want to talk to you, 704-873-1400. 844-STUDIO-4. That's also 844-788-3464. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. We cover your day's headlines. Iredell County Sheriff's Office deputies have found some narcotics here in Statesville. Three individuals were arrested after Iredell County Sheriff's Office deputies found cocaine and marijuana in a home off Amity Hill Road in Statesville. Sheriff Darren Campbell announced the arrest of Lisa Ann Evans of Statesville, Shannon Dalton Shook, also of Statesville, and Caitlin Paige Woolage of Troutman. On Sunday, December 31st, deputies went to Evans' home in an attempt to serve her with felony narcotics warrants. After arriving at the residence, the deputies located Evans and took her into custody. While searching her for weapons, they discovered Evans to be in possession of cocaine, uh, according to Sheriff Darren Campbell. Based on additional evidence at the scene, the deputies applied for a search warrant for the rest of the residence. After obtaining the warrant, the deputies located 
over 34 grams of cocaine, over 193 grams of marijuana, along with drug paraphernalia. Shook and Woolwich, who were present at the time, were arrested without incident. All three suspects were taken to Ardell County Detention Center. Evans was charged with multiple drug felonies and charges. Uh, Evans was, uh, was given no bond as these charges was out of bond on some other charges that were already unrelated but still outstanding. Shook was charged with felony possession of cocaine and a misdemeanor drug offense. He was given a $5,000 secure bond. Woolage was charged with a misdemeanor drug offense. She was given a $1,000 secured bond. Now, the Iredell County Board is looking to borrow $40 million to help pay for construction of a new ISS high school. The Arlington Board of Commissioners on Tuesday, today, will consider a request from the Finance Department to begin the process of borrowing up to $40 million to help pay for construction of Weathers Creek High School. Voters approved a bond referendum in March of 2020 to provide $80 million for the Iredell Statesville School Project, along with additional funds for a new Mooresville graded school district middle school and a new public safety center for Mitchell Community College. The new Mooresville graded school district middle school opened in August. Meanwhile, ISS has not put its new high school out for bid. The estimated cost of the construction has increased dramatically since that referendum. The ISS Board of Education asked for up to $200 million for the project in April, but commissioners have committed to spending only $120 million at this point. During Tuesday's meeting, county commissioners are scheduled to vote on a resolution authorizing the sale of limited obligation bonds to finance the $40 million. These bonds do not require voter approval. Now, if commissioners approve the resolution, a public hearing on the matter would be scheduled for February the 6th. According to ISS, the school is expected to open in August of 2025 with 1,600 students. It will be built, here's the address, 246 Overcash Road in Troutman. It is needed to alleviate overcrowding at Lake Norman and South Iredell High Schools. And as a parent that has had children go through both schools, Lake Norman High and South Aradale High, I can testify to the crowded classrooms and need for more room. Other than that, voters will have their say and the board will have their say as well. But as a parent, yes, I can testify to the uh, crowding at both schools. Some commissioners have been critical of ISS for the lack of progress on the new school in the nearly four years since voters approved the bond referendum. Those delays, commissioners said, will cost taxpayers tens of millions of dollars in principal and interest charges. Commissioners have said they do not believe voters would approve a second referendum for the project. The board will meet Tuesday in the Aradale County Government Center in Statesville. The pre-agenda meeting began at 4 o'clock, and the regular meeting will be at 6 o'clock, according to the clock on the wall here in the studio. That is 23 minutes from now. Uh, In other financial business related to this, commissioners will consider a request from the town of Love Valley for a cash advance of $215,000. Their goal of that is to purchase 14.7 acres for a new sewer system. The town will reimburse the county from the $2.5 million allocation from the state of North Carolina. 
The board will consider a, a request from Animal Services to accept a $15,000 grant from PetSmart to build an off-site adoption program. The grant would cover the cost of contracted services for one person three times a month. This person would set up and organize adoption events outside the shelter. The grant would also cover the cost of the new tent, table, transportation, kennels, and a new vehicle wrap for the van. This grant does not have a match requirement. So the meeting will is had their pre-meeting at 4 o'clock, which was roughly an hour and a half ago. Uh, and the regular meeting will begin at 6 o'clock in the Iredell County Government Center here in Statesville. Not sure how far that is away from our studios, but... Uh, Citizens, be aware that the meeting begins at 6 o'clock. So what do you all think of this? I'm asking you. I'm looking into the camera, so our video feed, if you're watching, uh, 704-873-1400. We'll get you right here to Statesville. 844-STUDIO-4 also will get you right here. 844-788-3464. This is your tax money. These are your children. What do you guys think? Call me. I'd love to hear about it. I'm a taxpayer. Uh, I've got two kids that have gone through the ISS school system right through. Uh, had one begin here, as we talked about the aforementioned move all those years ago from uh, the northeast to here. Began at Lake Norman Elementary School, went to Brawley Middle School, then Lake Norman High School. And then the birth of my daughter went through a similar process. Lake Norman Elementary School went to Mount Morn and then finally South Iredell High School. So I've got uh, two children myself as a parent. I can speak on this that have been through the ISS school system. Part of the reasons I bought and moved where I did actually was the high rankings and good reports of ISS. So there's always when the government spend money, school systems spend money. All of this, there's always people, proponents, and uh, people objecting to it. There's always criticism to it. Uh, I can say that ISS has always done overall a very good job. As a parent, when all those years, yeah, I could nitpick on teachers, the school system decisions, things like that. But that's exactly what I would be doing, nitpicking. Overall, I would say a very positive experience on this parent's part through ISS, through all, those, uh, all the schools, all the years, the teachers, Everybody has done a good job. Uh, yeah, we could do a show, but I don't want to go down a negative route here. I know in the news, negative is where it's at as far as headlines and views and clicks and things like that. But in this world, uh, I'm going to try to not have the news drive at five be a bashing type of a show. I'll be fair with criticism. And if I want to criticize, I'd like to offer a solution. That's what I've always thought was a fair with any talk radio show. And I think that's a great foundation to put out right here. Uh, as this uh, bond referendum goes, we're looking for money and how it's spent. And we like to sp like it to spend be spent wisely. And the crowding situation is certainly there at these high schools. I've seen it. I've experienced it. My kids have gone through it. Uh, my young son, well, my son, when he was younger, he's no longer there, but he's actually a local restaurant manager. So he's gone through and gotten a good education and is out there in the world. My daughter is a freshman at James Madison University. She launched, both of them launched through the ISS school system. So they've got a really good foundation for their education. And when you look at the money spent, uh, I'd have to say overall done wisely. 
Uh, if you want to go into the nitpick stuff, yeah, we can do that. I'd love to have some of the Iredell County board members as guests on this show as we go forward. We will have guest segments on this show as we go forward. We're going to cover the headlines. We're going to talk. We're going to talk to you. We're going to take your calls. When we're going to have people in studio and on the phone, that's the template that we have. We want to cover the local headlines. We want to talk about what is important to you here in North Carolina, Lake Norman, North Charlotte, Statesville, Iredell County. I want to talk to you about all that. So we've got some contacts uh, we will be reaching out to. There's actually some other hosts of shows right here on WSIC that would be, I think, spot on good guests to talk to uh, about this topic here. But anything ISS related, we've got some very good folks here uh, that would be good to talk to. Spending that kind of money, uh, alleviating the school crowding problem. There has been debate on this for decades. There is, I don't think, one singular solution to any of this. I don't think you can just say, boom, here you go. Here it is. I think if we took five different calls from folks, we'd have five different solutions and answers and how we should spend our money. We would like to hear from all of you here at WSIC. The News Drive at 5, that will be covering this, these type of topics, these types of conversations. So as you're new to the show, maybe new to the radio station as well, get your thinking cap on in the days and weeks to come about these types of topics. What's on your mind? We're going to pick out some highlights every day. It'll be the top five at five, like I said. So we're going to target at five o'clock five news stories that are important to the community. However, don't let that box you in. Please join us on uh, social media and on the phone lines right here at WSIC. Please join us. We'd like to have you as part of the conversation. And if you go outside those top five at five, that's fine. Whatever's on your mind, whatever's important, that may be something that we could research and talk and get some facts on right live as you talk to us in studio. Come up with some uh, solutions or maybe some information, but we'd like to have a little chit-chat and see what's on your mind as well. But these f the five headlines that we're looking at uh, to talk to doesn't mean that's all we can talk about that day. We'd like to have open, open dialogue with all of you. WSIC has been part of the community for 75 years. It is important for us to continue to talk to you, listen to you as you listen to us and have this be back and forth. We'd like this. News Drive at 5, January 2nd, 2024. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. If it's local, you don't need to go anywhere else. The local talk leader. Talk Radio 105.9 and 100.7. WSIC. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. Thank you for so much for joining our show. Premiere show, January 2nd, 2024, here on WSIC News Talk. Brand new world, brand new year, brand new shows. We talked about at the top of the hour, the shifting of personalities. Pat Shannon, Brian Summers, Patrick Reynolds, all with you, all part of it, as we wish Pat Shannon a happy retirement. News Drive at 5, we talked about four of our five headlines so far today. Headline 5 today, the Kane Center for the Arts in Cornelius. 
opened a year ago. My goodness, I remember the days on Catawba Avenue. We spent a lot of time out there. As I talked about at the top of the show, I've spent so much time with the Tabba Walks, the Second Friday Street Festivals. I was there long before they ever broke ground for the Cane Center. Spending time there with the Old Town Cornelius Festivals, hosting them, being the MC of them as well. They're coming up on their one-year anniversary. 15,000 attendees have been there during their first year. And they've got a big gala coming up this Saturday to celebrate. I was doing the math on this in my head, and that studio, that, that theater, holds roughly 400 people. I think there's literally 401 seats there. Uh, I have been on stage and emceed there, uh, there as well. Been part of the stage crew, the lighting crew, the sound crew. <laughs> I've worked uh, a lot of different aspects of the Kane Center for the Arts. You just heard Justin Dion right before our show here. Is His show is uh, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time at Aaron WSIC. Can you believe it's been one year since the Kane Center has opened. 15,000, as we said, that's including all the programs, all the events, so it's not just a theater, but they've got classes, so much to touch with the community, as far as art classes, music classes, uh, things that connect kids to the arts. And that's art, literally painting, if you want, but all kinds of artistry giving to the arts. And not just kids as well. Uh, Over 200 volunteers, nine full-time, four part-time staff members. Goodness, they've been a big part of this community. Their first anniversary gala, the Kane Center. uh, Let's see, when is that? This will be Saturday, January the 6th. Coming up, Mandy Gonzalez will be the featured performer. It is a black tie optional event, open bar, a meal, and a performance. So you can get tickets. That is available on sale now. Mandy Gonzalez, she was in... A lot of things on Broadway, and including the musical Hamilton. Now, a year ago, there was a connection to Hamilton as well. We had a performer celebrate at the uh, opening, the ribbon cutting for the St. Kane Center for the Arts. And my daughter is a big fan of uh, Hamilton, the musical. She's one of those girls that I think can recite it. Uh, watches the uh, video loves it, recites it, knows the songs as well. And Renee Elise Goldsberry was there one year ago. And I asked my daughter, hey, would you like to go? And she got a resounding, as you know, when you get it from a teen, a high school senior, capital letters, Y-E-S with exclamation points is a good dad. You hop on those tickets and you got to, to the Kane Center of the Arts. So I went to the premiere last year, uh, opening night week. I remember it well. I was able to MC a community event during that week. Uh, Saturday night, her and I were there for the opening performance. It was a fantastic event. A great night, great memories, daddy-daughter date. It was a whole lot of fun. So their first anniversary gala, my goodness, that went by fast. I remember them uh, knocking down the buildings there to begin with uh, on East Catawba Avenue in Cornelius at the Kane Center for the Arts, where it's located now. It certainly didn't look like that. And that's an area of town. Gosh, we'd like to get some folks from Cornelius on the show as well as I'm thinking, uh, you know, premiere show here, News Drive at 5. I'm thinking, what are we what are we going to talk about in the weeks to come with the headlines? Some of the stuff there, uh, folks, are, we with our connection to Cornelius, we'd love to have folks on the board, maybe former board members. Mayor Woody's on WSIC. Uh, so we've got a lot of Cornelius connections. Love to have them. Uh, Justin Dion would make a good guest. But Kane Center for the Arts, a big part of this community. And I've heard this 
I guess, criticism or observation of what the Kane Center looks like and how it looks or does not fit into the look of Old Town. I got to tell you this, from what I've seen and heard about the plans of Cornelius' expansion and development, the Kane Center for the Arts is what that section will look like a lot of in the coming years. That whole intersection between Catawba Avenue and uh, South Main Street 115, a whole lot of development and culture coming more and more to Cornelius. It looks great. There's a very positive attitude overall. Looking forward to seeing that develop and seeing uh, the many events at the Kane Center, as well as so many other things that are coming there. Now, these are all public knowledge, so it's not like I'm keeping any secrets from anybody, but if you are would like to know more about uh, what's coming in the town of Cornelius, not just the Kane Center, but everything along the development, parking, Streets, uh, housing, businesses, all that. That's public knowledge. And I'm going to go up. I'll step on a half a soapbox here. Is uh, There have been, overall, Kane Center's been very good. There have been the critics of it here and there about its appearance, the LED walls, the big screen. And everything connected with the Kane Center has been public knowledge for years and years and years. And it was finally up, running, invisible, built, and people came out of uh, here and there, popped up a little bit, complained about it. And it's all been public knowledge. So I ask everybody, with your local community, not just Cornelius, but Mooresville, Troutman, Statesville, you know, even North Charlotte, Huntersville, where have you, west side of the lake, Lincolnton, stay informed. Go to these public meetings. We talked about this uh, shortly ago, that there is an ISS meeting here uh, starting in a few moments, talking about money and spending. And stay in touch with your community. WSIC intends to be a wrench in your toolbox to connect you with the community and be informed, much like we just told you. Big gala coming up this Saturday with the Kane Center for the Arts. We've got a few minutes left at our show, and we want you to stick right here with WSIC because coming up at the top of the hour, one of the voices, one of the shows, that has not changed. That has not gone anywhere. And the guy's got a very short commute because he's sitting with me here right now and he's producing this show, my audio engineer. He's been pushing the buttons, and this would not be on the air without him. But the scoreboard with Joe Berg is coming up at the top of the hour. Happy New Year, Joe. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you. This show sounds amazing, by the way. I just thought I'd let you know. Well, thank you. We've I've got a very good audio engineer. <laughs> <laughs> so scoreboard coming up right here at the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. What do you have coming up for us on the scoreboard? What are you keeping an eye on? Oh, there's a lot. It's the first day back, so you know there's yes. a lot of news that piles up over a break, especially in sports. Bowl, well, it's bowl game Palooza yesterday. I got my eye on something else. Uh, I'll, I'll, in, dro- I'll drop one up here, Mr. Tapper. In six short years, he has made a fool of himself. Mm. And it didn't get any better on Sunday. Whew, man. You're just sighing over there. This it's, is a radio show. And we need words, and you're sighing. That know, seems like your scoreboard's going to be good tonight. It's going to be a lot of just just disappointment. Mm. You you know when you're young and you hear your parents say, I'm not mad at you, I'm just disappointed? (laughs) That makes me sigh, too. That's really how I feel about David Tepper right now. I'm not mad at him because I'm sure he really had no idea what he was getting into. I'm just disappointed (laughs) because, man, it's going to be a tough tenure. I'll I'll let you in on a little secret. Even when you're not young, when you're older, and you still hear your mom tell you, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It still, it hurts, 
now as it did when I was your age. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it doesn't get any better. It does not go away. You're always your mom's baby. Oh, man. Well, you know, what are you going to do about that? Uh, you can always you, always try your best, right? You try your best. You're not going to do anything about it. It just <laughs> it's just going to be there. So yeah, I know that's going to be a big part of the scoreboard as that is, well. That is as well as yes, bowl season. We just mm-hmm. had our semifinal games, which yep. are also bowl games, and you know we'll see how that works next yep. year. But um, we got that. We had high school basketball, some tournaments that were going on during the break, and now some regular season games are going to be picking back up action here. Um, and also, man, we are, we, we are one week away from setting the playoffs for the NFL, mm. and there are 20 teams who still have a chance to win the, 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 uh, the Super Bowl. 20? 20. Okay. Only 12 teams have been eliminated. 16 make the playoffs. So that means uh, we still got some, te- some people who are going to be sad. Panthers that, fans are already sad. We, we are already <laughs> We have been crying in the corner for weeks. We are not part of that discussion. We know we're not we're not going to the playoffs and certainly not going it's to a been Super Bowl. A, it's been a tough year. I, it has been. Well, but going back to moms again, my mom told me suffering <laughs> builds character. That's true. I don't know. So I, I think the Panthers fans, they might be yelling like, we have enough character already. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the character building over the past six years... It, it it should be complete by now. Yeah, you know? we should have strong character here in in, uh, in the Piedmont. That's pretty much what we got going on today. Okay. A lot of uh, a lot of that, and uh, yeah, we're gonna go over the playoff scenarios too for the NFL. Okay, um, that's what we got. Okay, it sounds good. College college football, college bowl, NFL playoffs, Panthers, a whole lot coming up. Scoreboard with Joe Berg that has not gone anywhere, everybody. So don't change that dial if you're on social media. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, 105.9 FM uh, around Lake Norman, 100.7, 1400 AM, uh, Iredell County, and anywhere on the World Wide Web. Thank you so much for joining the premiere show of the News Drive at 5. I am Patrick Reynolds. We will talk to you every single weekday, 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock, lead into Joe Berg and the scoreboard. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you tomorrow.